Welcome, dear listeners, to a world that lies beyond the realm of the ordinary, where the mysterious and the unexplained converge. Prepare yourselves for an audio journey that will send shivers down your spine and make your heart race. Welcome to Chillers and Thrillers, the paranormal podcast that delves into the darkest corners of the unknown and where the shadows hold secrets. Hello and welcome to Chillers and Thrillers, the paranormal podcast where I read true encounters with the strange and unexplained. This is a special episode in the lead up to our Halloween special. And while I usually release these extra episodes between podcasts on my YouTube channel, I wanted to make sure to share them with my podcast listeners as well, who are looking for a little extra creepiness this time of the year. What is it about basements that terrify people? Is it the dark, unknown corners? Or perhaps the underground location shifts the energy of the area to make people feel more sensitive. I recall when I was about eight years old, my family lived in a home for about a year that had an unfinished basement that terrified me. I could only spend small amounts of time in that basement and never by myself. Although I never experienced anything, the overall energy just put me on edge, almost like there was always someone watching me. In today's episode, I'm going to read true stories of people who had creepy encounters and experiences in their basements. A special thank you to Reddit user UpperOnion6412, who shared his experience with me of a haunted basement in his childhood home in Sweden. So let's get started with his story. My basement was haunted, submitted by user UpperOnion6412. So a quick backstory. My parents got divorced in 1997. I was about seven years old at the time. Although they stayed friends, my mom moved out to go into my grandparents' old home. My grandparents had quite a lot of money and had recently moved without selling their old house, so there was no problem for them to let my mother and us move into the house. We ended up living there for about five years. It was me, my mother, and my two sisters, who are both a few years older than me, and our dog. What I'm going to tell you is not in chronological order, but I assure you that everything I say is 100% true. The house had three floors. Ground floor, basement, and upper floor. The basement was the most horrific place in the house. The stairs led from the basement to the first floor, then to the second floor, similar to a spiral, and most of the steps would creak and make lots of sounds when stepping on them. Several times a week, you would hear footsteps slowly walking from the basement up the stairs, taking a short break at the ground floor, then keep moving to the second floor. Most of the times, the steps would stop in my older sister's room, but it would vary and sometimes stop outside my room or my middle sister's room. We all heard it. My mom did not like to talk about it, but my sisters and I often discussed it during the day and confirmed we were hearing it outside. We all hated going to the basement. It was a big basement that you would think children would enjoy playing in, but we hated it. Our dog never went to the basement. She hated it just as much as us. All kinds of minor things would happen down there. The light would turn off randomly, and you would often hear things being moved around even though there was no one in the basement. One evening, my sisters and I were playing with walkie-talkies trying to get to the local police station, which was very common at this time. While we were playing, a voice in the walkie-talkie was different 
and sounded much closer. The voice said all kinds of things, was speaking directly to my oldest sister and said it was going to hurt her. It even spoke her name, but I don't think it ever answered our questions. We got scared and turned off the walkie-talkies, but about a minute or so later, our dog ran into the room and started barking into nothing. Our dog was very large and protective of us kids, and she refused to leave the room, barking nonstop, which had never happened before or after. One day, when only my mother and I were home, my sisters and dog were away, and I was playing in my room, suddenly I hear really loud footsteps from the basement, walking, almost running up the basement stairs, then continuing up the stairs to the second floor. My heart just stopped when I was listening to these footsteps. I knew it wasn't my mother because she never walked that way, heavy and angry. And the footsteps continued until they were right outside my room, stopped, and then my door slammed really, really hard. The door closed and I screamed and cried. My mother raced up the stairs and tried to open the door, but she couldn't. It was as if the door had locked itself, although it did not have a locking mechanism. My mom asked me to calm down while she ran downstairs to get some tools to tear the lock down. While she went down to get the tools, and I was crying, the door suddenly unlocked itself and it opened. It seemed to me the experiences got worse whenever our dog was not home, and whatever this was focused its energy on my older sister. A couple of times, she claimed she saw an old man watching her sleep. Another time, when my sisters and my dog were away again, there was a huge storm. I have never been afraid of thunder before or after, but this night there was just something about the thunder that was bothering me, and something in the basement went crazy. My mother and I could hear things being thrown around, glass shattering. There were many smaller things and eerie feelings during the time we lived there. There was this one time when I was home alone with my dog. I was watching television when I heard a voice coming from the basement. I remember that the voice was only saying one or two words at a time, and I couldn't really understand what they were saying, either because it was in a different language or it was muffled or it wasn't really words, maybe just sounds someone was making. I got up from the couch and went to the basement to listen. Then I heard the sound again, coming from down the stairs. My dog reacted as well and came and stood next to me, looking down the basement stairs. I got so freaked out that I took my dog and went for a walk with her, and I didn't return to the house until my mom and sisters were back. The only way I can describe the sound was as if an old man were grunting muffled words. There were more times that I could hear voices, but this one stands out because I was alone in the house. Lastly, my middle sister was having a birthday party, and since her birthday was close to Halloween and we had a haunted basement, she thought it would be a good idea to host a horror-themed birthday. There was surprisingly not much that happened this evening. My dad and mom, though divorced, helped with the party, and my dad at one point dressed up like some type of boogeyman. But there were two things that happened that was very weird. One of my sister's friends screamed at one point when walking down the stairs. She claimed that someone pulled her hair really hard, so hard that she fell down the last two steps of the stairs, and nobody was around her when this happened. Another girl also asked my sister who the old man was that was smoking a cigar that she had seen in one of the smaller rooms down in the basement. Nobody in my family smokes, and the only adults there that day my parents. The Voice in the Basement, submitted by user Annie B. We were living in a small town in Michigan, and I had been asked to watch my neighbor's cat while they were out of town. 
The day I was supposed to start taking care of the cat, I ended up running late, so I didn't get over to their house until it was almost dark. The cat's food and water were in the basement, and I hadn't actually ever been down there before, and my neighbor had just told me where everything was. So I let myself in, went down the basement stairs, and turned on the light. It was an unfinished space with concrete block walls lit by a single light bulb. The entire space was filled end to end with nothing but chest high stacks of boxes and junk with narrow walkways in between. It was claustrophobic to say the least. I made my way towards the very back wall where the cat's food dish was, maneuvering around the stacks and piles. The dim light from the bulb barely illuminating my path and large sections of the basement seemed completely untouched by light. I had just reached the back wall that was my destination when I heard a sing-song voice out of the semi-darkness say, Peekaboo, I see you. I felt instant terror. Every single hair on the back of my neck stood up and I could hear my own heartbeat hammering wildly in my chest. Then I heard it again. Peekaboo, I see you. I instantly dropped everything and ran as fast as I could back through the stacks up the stairs and out the door into the street, barely pausing to lock their door. I flew back to my own house, shaky with fear. My husband was still out for the evening, so I turned on every single light in the house and started a funny movie. Eventually, I calmed down a bit, and when my husband got home, I told him what had happened, and we agreed he'd go back with me the next morning to feed the poor cat and check it out. So the next day, we went back there. Everything was calm and quiet and didn't seem so scary in the bright daylight. We walked down the basement stairs, turned on the lights, and made our way to the back of the room. As I fed and watered the cat, my husband started walking through the aisles of boxes, looking around. Suddenly, I heard the voice again. Peekaboo, I see you. I let out a small screen, only to turn and see my husband holding up a child's toy. It was one of those see and say type toys where you pull the string and it says a word or a phrase. I instantly felt relief. That's all it was, a child's toy. A child's toy with the creepy message when uttered in a dark, empty basement, but a child's toy nonetheless. I must have bumped it as I made my way through the piles of junk and triggered the voice. We finished up and left the house, even chuckling about the whole thing. It didn't occur to me until much later that those toys don't talk when they're bumped. They only talk when someone pulls the string. The viewing, submitted by user C. Bassey. Eight years ago, my husband and I wanted to buy a house in a small river town in the rural Midwest. Any homes within a mile of the river were 100 to 200 years old, and most we'd seen so far were either really run down and beyond our budget to renovate, or already renovated and out of our price range. I had a bee in my bonnet that I wanted to live close to the river. It was so pretty, there were walking trails and charming shops, so I refused to see any suburbia-style homes or neighborhoods. A realtor texted us at 10 p.m. with, You won't believe this. An updated historic home in your price range is going live tomorrow, and I got you a showing. You'll be the first ones to see the house. We were stoked. We got there at 8 a.m. on the dot, and the exterior was gorgeous. Three stories, red brick, intricate wooden gables above the porch, Simple but lovely landscaping. It was in a brick street neighborhood of other historic homes. The charming touches, like original metal forest tethers lining the sidewalks, 
and once gas-powered streetlights now updated with regular bulbs. The house was between another gorgeous house and a church. I didn't like the idea of weekends being loud or busy with church activities, but I was so desperate for a historic home, I didn't pay that issue much mind. We gathered on the front porch and the realtor couldn't get the code to work for unlocking the key box. So my husband and I walked around the exterior for a few minutes while he called the selling agent. As we rounded the side of the house towards the back, I caught some movement inside the house from the corner of my eye. Oh, I guess the sellers are home. That's kind of weird, but it's also 8 a.m. on a weekday, so maybe they haven't left for work yet. We finally get inside and I have two extremely conflicting thoughts and feelings immediately. The house looked incredible. High ceilings, crown molding, huge sun-filled windows. And also, something is wrong. I felt a crushing pressure like my whole body was being squeezed and it made my breath catch in my throat. As we walked through the first floor, I got distracted by lots of little details that seemed off. Family photos hung on the wall slightly off kilter and in weird places like right by the front door, but none in the living room. A placemat askew in the middle of the kitchen floor. Then the realtor opened the basement door, flipped on the light and read the listing flyer. My husband and I walked down the stairs and before even getting to the bottom, that crushing pressure I felt intensified. We looked around from the staircase, not even setting a foot in the basement. There were stacks of books about three feet high all over the floor, and a musty smell overtook the basement. I remember thinking, why would somebody have books directly on the floor? My husband turned to me with a suddenly pale face and said, I want to leave. This house is giving me the creeps. We hustled back up the stairs, and the realtor said excitedly, Okay, now for the top two floors. My husband and I looked at each other, then at the realtor. I caught a sense that the realtor, who we enjoyed working with so far, was putting on a fake excitement. I then realized he didn't come down to the basement with us. He didn't even descend the stairs. My husband said much more calmly than I would have, We've seen enough. This isn't our house. At that moment, the realtor turned on his heel without saying a word and walked briskly through the length of the house and out the front door. He got outside before we did, and I saw him take a sharp inhale like someone would have after being in a suffocating space and was finally getting fresh air. When I passed the threshold of the house, I felt I could finally breathe again too. Now outside, my husband said to the realtor, I got a really bad vibe in there. What's up with this house? The realtor, who grew up in this river town, said that the house had technically been on the market for over five years. No one lived in it anymore, and they put it on the market, then take it off, and a few times a year they tried to stimulate new interest as buyers enter the market. It's structurally sound, nice enough looking, and in a great neighborhood, but no one ever makes an offer. He said this was the first time he ever showed the house and never knew why no one wanted to buy it, until then. We all agreed something was very wrong with that house, and we agreed to keep our eyes open for new listings and parted ways. It wasn't until the drive home that I remember seeing movement in the window when we were outside and then wondering why random things like the discarded placement on the floor were there. And the family pictures, who is that? And the books all over the basement. Why not clean those up if the house had been on the market for five years? It's eight years later and that house still hasn't sold, meaning it has been on the market at least 13 years. We found a historic but not quite so old home that we love and are comfortable in. 
My husband will randomly bring up that creepy house with the creepy basement. When he does, I can feel the dreadful, suffocating pressure in my chest momentarily. Before I submitted this story, I read it out loud to my husband to check for accuracy, and he replied, Violence. The terrible feeling I got from that house was violence. And that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode and the podcast with your friends and family. Next week, we have our Halloween special. I hope you're as excited as I am about it. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you again. Thank you for tuning in to Chillers and Thrillers. I hope these spine-tingling tales of the paranormal have kept you on the edge of your seat. I invite you to join us again soon, and please, again, feel free to submit your own scary story or your theories to chillersandthrillers at gmail.com. Until then, stay curious, keep your eyes peeled for the unexplained, and never let the fear of the unknown deter you from embracing the extraordinary. <laughs>